Welcome. You are listening to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Welcome back, you guys. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And we're back. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, in case this the the hater who left us a comment is listening again, you've made it to 30 seconds into our podcast and you're welcome. It's very enlightening and it's great. It's so great. Keep listening. We'll tell you all about what we know about Mormonism, which the haters think we know nothing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That is like, so Katie and I were venting about this. Sorry for listeners who were just like, wait, they literally just started the podcast and started talking about some random shit. So I think maybe you may have seen this by now. I'm assuming by the time this airs. Um, I posted like a screenshot of the review because I saw it last night and sent it to Katie and I was laughing so hard (laughs) because this guy is just, I'm assuming it's a guy. In my mind, it's always this like white Mormon guy who is just gross. Anyways, (laughs) he like writes his comments, like made it in what did he say, like, three minutes and couldn't listen anymore, you just whine about things you know nothing about, blah, 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 and it's just, like, I find it so funny when they say that we know nothing about it, when I'm, like, Katie and I were both raised in the Mormon church, like, I went through the temple, like, I think we know what we're talking about, like, it's not, (laughs) like, we're just, you know, we, we heard about Mormonism and decided to make a podcast about it. It's like, <laughs> no, we we lived it. We know all about it. I'm sure we know more than you do about it. Like, oh, God. <laughs> they're, they're funny. They crack me up. But I know. It was just like, I don't know. And then the too much chatting, it still makes me giggle. I don't know how to, like... Because it's so funny, like, you can't, we don't get, or maybe you get notifications. I don't get notifications when we get a review, so I just randomly check them. Yeah. And when I saw that one, I was just like, what? Something about being too chatty. Let me click on this. (laughs) If you want us to be chatty, we can be chatty. (laughs) I'm such a chatty, Kathy. I can't help it. Oh, no, no, no. I forgot to say that the, the title or the subject of the latest hater review, <laughs> this is what made me giggle. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and at the end of the review, they said that they hope that we find happiness because yes. we're clearly, clearly not happy. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's what I always thought about people who left the church or people who talked like. I'm doing air quotes badly about the Mormon church. When I was a Mormon, I thought that they must be so unhappy. Uh, And I just let my feelings dictate, I guess, how I really thought they were instead of actually listening to them. Exactly. It's, God. But for the people (laughs) who left really nice comments, thanks. I actually haven't seen some of these. And now I'm like, oh, that's so nice. So thank you. Great. All yeah. of you who leave us uh, reviews, comments, messages, we we still aren't tired of it. So keep sending them until we get yeah. tired of it. 
<laughs> Keep stroking my ego, please. I Thanks. know, right? Look how great we are. <laughs> I just want to know how amazing I am. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, do we have any other announcements before Sister Katie? Do we have any other announcements before we get into <laughs> our our sacrament meeting? Oh, my goodness, sacrament meeting. Well, Opening exercises. Do you remember that word? I thought about that. Opening exercises. I wanted to just bring up this article that I thought was so funny that you and some other listeners sent us. It was the one that just came out in LDS Living about how the church clarifies its stance uh, on things in the word of wisdom. I was was rolling. I was laughing and eye-rolling and also just... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. So apparently now, you guys, they have clarified <laughs> that vaping is clearly against the word of wisdom. That is exactly <laughs> what it says. So if you're trying to be cool and vape and attract all the babes with your vape cloud, can't do it if you're Mormon. <laughs> no can do. No vaping. No vaping. Gross. Also, um... You can't, so they clarified coffee drinks, and in it here, they say here, if you're in a coffee shop or any other shop that's well known for its coffee, the drink you're ordering probably has coffee in it. So either never buy drinks at coffee shops or always ask if there's coffee in it. (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh so hard. I just imagine all these Mormons ordering their hot chocolate at Starbucks and asking the barista, excuse me, does this have hot, does this have a uh, coffee in it? Cause it's against my religion. <laughs> do you contain, like, do you, do you um, have containers of hot chocolate that maybe you've used for coffee before? Like, will there be some <laughs> coffee? Like, yeah. Coffee remnants. Yeah. Has, uh-huh. when you grind the coffee, does the particles float through the air and then settle into your other drinks? Because that's, oh. that's bad. Oh, yeah. they do? Okay, I'm just going to leave and go to 7-Eleven and get a big gulp of Mountain Dew instead. Thank you, though. So much better. <laughs> it's so stupid. They clarified that both green tea and iced tea are still considered against the word of wisdom and that despite oh. the legalization of ma- marijuana, it is still forbidden by the word of wisdom. And then... In this New Era article, President Russell M. Nelson, ew, I'll just call him <laughs> Russell Nelson, he it said he spoke of the importance of caring for our bodies. He said, your body, whatever its natural gifts, is a magnificent creation of God. It is a tabernacle of flesh. Oh, my <laughs> God. When I, read, when I read that, I had to pause because I wanted to say, does that not conjure up images of, like, a serial killer cannibal documentary, you like yeah. uh, tabernacle of flesh. You know, I can tabernacle see, like, of flesh. <laughs> it, like it, like it makes me think either like a killing, like yeah, like a murder or like a Jeffrey horror movie. Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> or my perverted mind's also like, or it could be synonymous for your groin area, like a tabernacle of flesh. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, go up to my boo and be like, damn, I want to enter your tabernacle of flesh. Can we see your tabernacle of flesh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
I just wanted to bring that up before we jumped into our main discussion because it was hilarious to me. And it's like, Sarah, you were saying that uh, Mormons on Facebook and stuff are sharing this, yeah. thinking it's so like great and lovely. And then I read it and I just couldn't help but crack up at how silly and just weird that is. It's just so bizarre. It's just so weird and gross. And guys, I was telling Katie this before too, like I I have these, I wouldn't really, some of them are friends, but most of them are just like, you know, when Facebook first came out and you thought it was like a goal to get as many friends on Facebook as possible. <laughs> so I then did. you end up with like over a thousand friends. I'm doing air quotes friends, but like really you only talk to like maybe a hundred of them and the rest you're just like, I don't even remember how I met you type thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So most of mine are like people from BYU or somehow some Mormon connection and, like, I wanted to go through and, like, purge my Facebook and just, like, get rid of all of those people and the Mormons. But, guys, they, they leave such little treasures, like, little nuggets of, like, Mormon bullshit on their Facebook that it makes me mad. But I'm also, like, ooh, that's a good source or, like, that's a good topic for the podcast. Oh, so yeah. I leave them there because they always post some shit that I'm just, like, uh it's so annoying <laughs> slash you I also to used to be that person especially after general conference everyone posts all of these quotes from general conference yeah and yep. I remember doing the same thing and it makes me want to barf does so they ever pop up on your timeline like you're up yes you're this day however many years ago <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like, ah. or like temple pictures and stuff will pop up on my oh. timeline. And I'm like, oh. ugh, gross. Um, but also I'm a part of like the the LDS um, 25 and plus single group. <laughs> and it is like my favorite thing to look at. Like if you're ever feeling down about your life or feeling shit, you just read that stuff and you're like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm doing good. all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I am okay. <laughs> like the stuff, it just, it, but it breaks my heart because there's so many people in there who are like clearly just waiting around for their EC, their eternal companion to come knocking on their door. And they're just like missing out on so much stuff that it, it really does break my heart. Cause I'm like, I used to be that person too. Like, well, I guess my life will start eventually when I meet my eternal companion. And it's just, it's sad. Guys, don't do it. If you're listening and you're still Mormon and you're in that situation, just don't do it. Don't wait anymore. Go out, enjoy life, have sex, drink, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Satan over here convincing you to do all the things. <laughs> But I just want you to experience life and don't wait because all of that stuff is bullshit. And you'll be like, oh, why did I wait 29 mm -hmm. years to do that? Hmm, yeah, that was dumb. I feel like we can I, I can pretty safely guarantee you that if God is real, I don't think God would care. And if God's real, God would want you to live your best life, which doesn't include waiting around and not enjoying the pleasures of life. So. The I deep pleasures that. of life, which this is not on topic, but it's a bit. Sorry, haters who are annoyed <laughs> that we're not on topic. There is something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't stop chitter chattering. <laughs> um, 
I never understood that in the Mormon religion or in any Christian religion or in maybe just any religion in general. It doesn't have to be Christian. Um, this whole idea of like a deity making you wait until marriage before having sex. Because I just didn't understand what the purpose was. And I would always ask that question growing up being like, but but why does God care if I have sex before marriage or not? And no one could ever explain. They're like, oh, it's like a, a test of obedience and being yeah. like faithful and patient and blah, blah, blah. I was like, but why does he care if we have yeah. sex? Like, I just, I couldn't understand it. Like some of the other stuff, yeah, they make sense. Like, don't kill someone. Don't get right. murdered. You know what I mean? Like adultery, Actual blah, blah, blah. Moral, actual human moral things that every human yeah. does. They're a decent person, yeah. But, like, the whole just not having sex before marriage, I didn't understand it. I just No, there's no logical reason that any deity would even care that much about your, you know, each individual person's sex life. That doesn't make any sense. But what does make sense is the control that religions use, and they can control your sexuality, a very, you know, intimate part of your life. And if they can control that, they can control a lot more. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, but, I mean, that's not, that doesn't answer the question because, you know, what kind of God would care? I think if a God would care about that, I would be very concerned about worshiping that God. I'd be like, why are you so obsessed with telling people to not masturbate? Like, that's really weird. Like, Stop watching us masturbate, God. Like, why are you another obsessed with me? <laughs> why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> no, but it's true. And also, it's like just the pervy, like, if, because sometimes I would imagine this even if I and I would repent because I'd be like, oh, my God, I, I'm not supposed to, like, think those thoughts are blasphemous. But I remember thinking, like, especially, you know, when I would masturbate and feel really guilty and pray and repent. But then I'd be like, but why is kind of pervy that, like, I have to <laughs> repent of this and, like, that I have to, like, imagine him watching me and being so disappointed and, like, I don't know. It just always made me so uncomfortable. It's so unhealthy. Imagine that in any other type of relationship in your life. What if you had to do that to, you know, for example, like your boss at work and he's just watching you do anything sexually and then you have to report to him and tell him you're sorry for doing it? Uh, like, ugh. <laughs> gross. So gross. So gross. Anyways, Anyways. guys. Oh, jinx. <laughs> oh, jinx. You owe me a Coca Cola. <laughs> Um, So our topic today is judgment, I guess, Mormon judgment, which I guess everything we've been talking about already kind of can relate to that. Like we were saying earlier, Sarah, even something as small as drinking iced tea can lead to intense judgment from Mormons, especially if you are a Mormon and they're your Mormon peers. It's like so much judgment from your from your peers like from your community and then also I guess from God is (laughs) the big one (laughs) of course and like so Katie and I we we talk about this topic a lot offline I mean I'm sure we've mentioned it in episodes as well but um we often discuss this whole idea that we experience judgment as a Mormon on both sides. You know, we were judging other people and then we also were judged while being Mormon. But it's interesting when we left the Mormon church, we both have felt the same where 
We also, again, felt judged by Mormons as an ex-Mormon, but as an ex-Mormon, we've also judged other people. And it's it's not like this, you know, you're judging someone because of their outfit. It's like this deep embedded religious, like Mormon religious judging, even as an ex-Mormon, I'll still find myself being like, oh man, like they're doing drugs. Like, oh, okay. I'm going to judge them a bit about that. And, and then I have to catch myself and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. why is that making you uncomfortable? Why are you judging that person? Is it because... Yeah, why is it any of your business, right? Exactly. And then I'll have to be like, ah, it's just because I was raised Mormon and these things are still (laughs) carrying over. And like, I still judge people because of certain things or like certain ways that they live life or like, it's just one of my favorite things. And I think I've mentioned this before that my friend Jay always quotes to me and it took me a while to really understand what he meant. But anytime I would get really worked up about something or be so concerned about something, he would just be like, Frank, it's none of your goddamn business. (laughs) And I would be like, but, but, and it's true. Because at the end of the day, like what someone else thinks of me or someone else's life that I'm getting so like, just so frustrated and, you know, I'm fussing about, it's not even my business. Like it, it has nothing to do with me. So why do I care? Like... It's nothing that's such to get a, up about. It's such a hard mentality to get rid of. I think yeah. probably everyone, no matter what or how you were raised or what religion you are or have been, I think judgment is going to happen no matter what. But yeah, I do think that being raised in a quite a strict or quite orthodox or even maybe not that orthodox, but in a religion such as Mormonism, it like you said, it really does ingrain in you this sense of judgment of others that is super hard to shake you have to like actively work to not judge others because you were so used to doing it when you were a Mormon it was like second nature well yeah and I think someone oh sorry guys I think it was a listener who pointed out the fact that like you're you're taught to judge as a Mormon which is true so for those of you who didn't grow up Mormon you're listening like there are lessons on like how you should judge people, but it's a righteous judgment. Yeah, so, I think we like to use the word discern. Exactly. Like discernment. Exactly. It sounds nicer. So you can discern who you should associate with and who are like what they call good influences so that that way you can, I guess, make your life more holy or worthy. But yeah, it is like you're judging others and others' actions and others' lives. Yeah, and they would say because because I remember it was like a fireside or I don't know. There was a few, maybe a devotional. I heard it a few times at BYU where, you know, they'd have like a panel of either a bishopric or state president or whatever, just of like white men thinking that they have power, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So they are like answering your questions and people would always ask like, oh, we're taught to you know, practice the gift of discernment or to judge righteously. But what's the line between like, you're also not supposed to judge others because, you know, you, you know, what is it? You have, you can cast the first stone who have no sins or whatever. I don't know. I'm totally fucking that up. But basically like you can't, you know, judge someone because you have your own sins and blah, blah, blah. And I remember them always being like, well, 
you know, you're not supposed to judge others in their situations. You're supposed to be compassionate and kind and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you, you use judgment in a righteous way and as a gift of discernment. So if they're bad influences on you, then, you know, you can make that assessment and judgment and not hang around them or, you know, if you think that they're in a dark place and, you know, they need help if they need, you know, the light and your your strong example, then then you can be a part of their lives. Like all of this stuff where it's just like another way of saying to just judge them. Like there's yes. no yes. other way of doing hearing, it. Hearing you say that, <laughs> it really made me realize that they are teaching you to judge, but to cloak your judgment with a smile, like yes. with with kindness, I guess, with you judge them in a way where it's almost like you're better than them and you can judge their lifestyle and then, I guess, help them if you think you can help them or just avoid them because yep. they're whatever, a bad influence. Um, yeah, that I never really thought about it that way, but hearing you say that was, helped me realize that. Yeah, it's, I mean, when I think back on, me being a Mormon and I so hypocritical I'd always be like um I'm no I'm not judgy at all I don't judge anyone y'all I was the worst at judging people maybe I I didn't say it aloud but I was always thinking it like oh I know she's not wearing that that's like skanky that's not modest I can't believe she's wearing that or like oh they're drinking alcohol-free beer like it's all about you know, perception and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, um, well, what was, this is the one God it makes me so embarrassed to even share this story. Cause I was such a twat. I can't believe I did this. So there are multiple stories I have of being like such a judgmental kind, like it's, it was the worst. <laughs> um, so, okay. So the first two I can think off the top of my head, I, when I moved back to Georgia and had, three roommates who were not Mormon. Oh my God. I think you're going to tell my favorite story ever right now. I think I know which one you're going to tell. Continue. I'm settling Maybe. in. <laughs> and uh, they wanted to throw a party for one of my friends, like one of the roommates, because I think it was like her farewell party because she was an exchange student um, from the UK and she was going back. And so I think it was like her farewell party or something like that. I don't remember. And I was like, um, will there be alcohol in the apartment? And they were like, yeah, because we're throwing a party and we're like 21. So, of course, like, it's going to be alcohol. And I was like, um, I don't feel comfortable with you guys bringing alcohol into the apartment. And I just won't be here. So if you guys have the party, just so you know, like totally guilting her too, because she was a good friend. I was like, so if you have this party, I just won't be able to join because I won't be participating in this and blah, 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 blah. And it was just so absolutely ridiculous <laughs> and rude of me. And that's like, what happened. Somehow, like it somehow affected you if they had a beer too. Like it was somehow, yeah. Sneak, sneak up on you yeah yeah and I don't remember this but it doesn't surprise me but apparently they told me this years later and I swear I don't remember it but it sounds like something that I would do at that time where their friends would come over and I'd be like um do you have alcohol in your bag <laughs> and they would be like yeah and I was like mm, can you leave that in the car until I leave 
Y'all, I kid you not, I made them leave their alcohol in the car until I left. And then I made this dramatic exit where I was like, <laughs> I don't participate in alcohol. And like, I'm leaving. I'm going to my brother's to stay the night. And don't anyone go in my bedroom and do anything while I'm gone. <laughs> Guys, it was so obnoxious. Like, and I remember getting in my car with this Mormon guy I was seeing at the time and his friend who was Mormons and us being like on our high horses. Like, I'm so glad we left that and the heavenly father will bless us for leaving. You can feel the, you can feel the spirit now. Cause you couldn't <laughs> feel the spirit around these friends of yours simply because they wanted to have one cocktail. The spirit yeah. left. It got the fuck out of Dodge when it heard that. That was our conversation, like the spirit, you could instantly feel the spirit leave as soon as they brought in alcohol, and I'm so, so proud of us for leaving, and blah, blah, blah. Guys, that was just one of my stories, and imagine, I didn't leave the church until I was like 28, so there are a buttload more, and then that same apartment, I also, I think Katie moved, this is the story you're thinking of, they were watching a rated R movie, and I was like, I can't watch this, you need to turn it off, I don't want it in our apartment. And these are still, like, good friends of mine. And I ask them now, like, how the hell did you put up with me? I would hate me if I <laughs> lived with someone like that. I would be like, fuck you. I'm watching whatever I want to watch. Like, we all pay the same amount of rent. Like, yeah, you can go. I'm watching room. what I want and I'm drinking what I want. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I just think it's so, like, it's just a good example of how, People who aren't Mormon aren't judgy and aren't douchebags. Like, they were so accepting and flexible with me. I mean, obviously, when I wasn't there, they did whatever they want. But the fact that, like, when I was there, they just entertained this, like, crazy (laughs) bullshit that I was like, "Um, we're not going to watch Radar movies. And I would walk out of the room. If they put it on a Radar movie, I'd be like, I'm going to my room. (laughs) (laughs) I can envision it, and it gives me the giggle. (laughs) So gross. Speaking of radar movies, sorry, this is my last one. This is like over the top obnoxiousness. So I think it was the second year I was in Berlin and like a group of Mormon friends were going. So they're like going a little bit on the outside of Berlin to this like friend's house, which in Berlin, most people rent apartments. So it was like a big deal that like we're going to someone's like house. It was like big. And so they had like, they could set it up to watch a movie and it was like really cool. And every, all the like YSA were going to watch this, like have a movie night. And I was totally crushing on one of the guys too. So I was like, Oh my God, like this is perfect. (laughs) So I get there and they're all German and they're like, Oh, we're watching. Y'all, I don't even remember what movie it was. Some movie that was rated R, okay? And in Europe, they don't have the same rating system as in the States. So for them, like, rated R doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of like, and in fact, Germany, like, will rate something like a 18, which is their equivalent of, like, rated R in a 17, mm-hmm. if it has violence. But, like, it might have, like, basically a, a soft porn scene in it, and they'll rate it, like, a 12, which is, like, oh, okay. a PG-13. PG mm-hmm. Because they just don't – sex to them is not a bad thing. Violence is, which in the States is usually reverse, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, anyway, so, like, they, they're, like, all voted to watch this movie that was radar. 
And y'all, I got on my high horse and I was like, I'm not watching this. Like, we shouldn't watch our dark movies, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, but it's not the same rating system as it is in the States. Like, we, like, for us, this isn't an issue. And I was like, well, there's language. And they were like, well, we don't, like, English isn't our native tongue. So, like, it's not the same oh, yeah. as it is you. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Do you think God cares about that? <laughs> thing is that. The prophet of God said that we aren't to watch or read our movies, and he didn't say it differs in each country. I said this shit. Like, I'm not making it up. Like, I said this stuff. And they were just so, like, what? And I was making such a scene. Like, they couldn't watch the movie because they were waiting for me. And I kid you not, I left. I took my ass out and left took about 45 almost an hour to get home because of the like train wasn't coming as often because it was far out and I was like God will bless me because I'm leaving and I'm not watching a regular you're gonna get so many blessings God (laughs) makes me cringe and and I decided that I didn't like that guy anymore because I was like, well, he's not good enough for me. He's not righteous enough. He's not a good enough priesthood holder oh for me. God. So. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Oh, well, here's the thing, though, is that, see, you're you're as cringy as it is. You're honest about what you did and how you felt and how you thought and how you were taught. And now you're on the other side. So you've been on absolutely both sides of it whereas when you're a Mormon you've only been on that side like usually unless you're a convert I guess but for most of the time you only know that side and so then you say of course I'm not judging like I'm not judgmental this is just my religion and blah 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 but they don't understand that what they are doing they're basically the whole entire premise of their religion is judgment and yep discerning yeah like what's right and what's wrong apparently and it's also like it makes me think like we we've mentioned this before that mormonism i mean it's again it's not the exception it's not anything unique in in terms of religion but it's it's this sense of arrogance and pride and like I remember all of these situations what was also associated was that like I'm better than them because I'm not participating I'm the better person I'm the more righteous person so then I'm going to get blessed more and God loves me more and I'm the shiny example of like what's good and what you're supposed to do and it's such bullshit but like you definitely you feel like you're better than people. And that's what I, at any time I was judging someone, it was like, Oh, like I'm not judging them. But in my head I was, and I was like, I'm such a better person than they are. Oh yeah, me too. Or, and I would feel (laughs) that I'd feel like I'm better than them because of whatever I'm not doing what they're doing or because of my religious belief. And then sometimes I would even feel pity for them which is really sad to say like oh they just don't know like they're led astray or I would be almost afraid of them like if I heard I remember I heard someone in like eighth grade had had sex and of course it was this big deal in my Mm -hmm. community and I just remember almost feeling afraid of this girl being like oh I think she was influenced by Satan like she's obviously a skank there's something wrong with her and 
I feel so bad for thinking that now, but that's just how my little Mormon brain worked. Like anyone who's different is scary or evil or led astray and you judge them and you judge them pretty harshly. At least I did. And I know most people, if they're honest about it, they do too. And I especially did if they were Mormon. Yeah, yeah, of course. And the same thing where you're talking about like, sexual things too like I was judgy McJudgy like (laughs) constantly like oh like again being so arrogant and just like thinking I was better than everyone else because I was still a virgin and I hadn't done anything impure and you know like I was so much better than all those other women and I was special and unique and they were and you know like I mean so bad about that like I was so judgy constantly on that topic um and even now like it took me a while like talking about the swip you know the flip side of it the swip <laughs> swip side of it <laughs> swip side of it <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, even on the other side of being an ex-Mormon, like, I still have those tendencies where I have to be like, whoa, 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 why are you being judgy right now? Like, yeah. you, this isn't something you judge about. Like, why are you even having these thoughts? And I have to catch myself because it will slowly get into that, like, oh, they're doing that. Like, I'm kind of <laughs> judging them. Like, Oh, they, you know, this person did this and this. I'm judging them a bit. And it's it's quick. Like, I have to remind myself, like, uh, okay, like, that's that's not all right. That's not You know right. what comes to mind when you say that is this is so embarrassing. I guess all of these things that we're talking about, it's embarrassing that we ever did them. But, hey, we're here we are exposing ourselves. And talking we're confessing about- <laughs> our sins. <laughs> confessing our Mormon sins. <laughs> so this is, like, I still did a lot of this sort of judgment, I guess. I think it was so deeply embedded in me that I still did it even after I thought I had left the church or I didn't believe in it. Like just a few years ago, okay, maybe it was like five, six years ago. I remember clearly, I think I did this a few times. This is really embarrassing, but (laughs) at a party where I think maybe some people listen to this that probably will remember this instance, there were a few times where I just went around to the people who were outside on the patio, minding their own business and smoking cigarettes. And I went up to them and told them how smoking cigarettes is bad and it's bad for their health and they should stop. Like, I was such a snarky little brat. Like, they know. They know what they're doing. It's their own body. They can choose what they want to do. But I was just this little, I don't even know. But I'm sure, in my mind, at least, I think it was still a lot of that Mormon type of thinking of, like, I need to tell them that that's wrong. And I need to point it out to everyone. And it's, oh, I can't believe I did that. But I did it. Yeah, you say that. But, like, I... (laughs) A hundred percent, you know, was the same exact way. Like, you know, the first time I started drinking and then I, you know, people around me were smoking and I'd be like, oh, but you don't smoke normally. And they're like, yeah, I just smoke when I drink. And I was like, oh, that's so bad for you. You shouldn't do that at all. Like what? And then, of course, you know, fast forward to I do that almost every time. And it's so funny that like it's just not something that anyone else gives a fuck about. But Right. If you're and raised that way, you're like, oh, but you're not supposed to. I guess when you're raised as a Mormon, you're sort of taught that 
you're supposed to spread the truth and spread the word, right? And so we feel like we have some some right to tell people what they can and can't do with their own body. Like no one exactly. else does. It's <laughs> none of my business what people do or if they smoke or not, but oh. <laughs> or even like this is, and I, I want to be clear about this. I'm not condoning or encouraging anyone to smoke or do drugs oh, or do any no. of that. Like, let's make that very clear. Like, I'm all about. Someone does it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's none of my goddamn business what you do, but I'm also not here to promote it or whatever. Like, right. you do you. Um, responsibly, though. <laughs> I don't yeah. want anyone, like, ODing on, you know, and yeah. Um, so I remember, like, the the very first time I, I was at a party and I saw someone. It wasn't even a party. It was just someone's house doing cocaine. And I was like, <gasps> the spirit <laughs> has left. Like, I don't know what to do. And that, y'all, that was just a few months ago. Like, it wasn't like when I first left the church. But it instantly was like, oh, my God, like, the spirit has left. Like, and I, I felt panic almost. Like, that's not okay. Like, the devil is super bowl. And I had to just, like, remind myself, like, what? It's not even a big deal. Like, it's, no. it's not my business. And I don't need to, like, leave immediately. Like, I am a grown-ass woman. I can make my decisions for myself. Just because someone else is partaking in that doesn't mean I'm going to. Or if I do, it's my choice as well. But it's just kind of like I instantly was like, oh. Or I've been around so many friends in Berlin, and if any time they go clubbing and they do drugs, I'm instantly like, oh, you you do that? Oh, you you take pills? Oh, uh, I don't know if I want to hang out with you anymore. And I had to be like, why? Why am I active responding that way? And it took me a while just to be like, okay, this is still remnants of Mormonism that yeah. I'm, I'm judging people when it's none of my business. Like, again... Do whatever you want to do. And I think it's this influence of Mormons that you have to judge, but also this like fear tactic that they they instilled in you that like if you hang around people like that, they will force you to participate and you will be (laughs) too tempted and too blah, blah, blah. When it's like, no, you're you're a grown ass person Like you can make your own decisions. And it's not like the other person is going to force you to do any of that. Like you can hang out with someone and not do a line of coke. Like, if you right. don't want to, like, yeah. it's not like you have to. Exactly. You know, another thing for me that I noticed when I was leaving Mormonism that I judged, <laughs> it was kind of weird, but I didn't watch, obviously, you're not allowed to watch rated R movies like you mentioned when you're a Mormon. So when I left or when as I was leaving, I started watching rated R movies and I, like, they almost confused me when I watched rated R movies because I was so busy judging the language in it. Like every time I said the word fuck, I feel like I was just thrown off and I had to like focus on that and focus on the story. Or if there was like an intense sex scene that I had never seen before in a PG 13 movie, it would throw me off and that would be all I would focus on. And I wouldn't really follow the movie. Whereas now, obviously I can watch them and it's I can enjoy them and follow the story. But when I first started watching, it was like almost learning a different language. Not really, but I just, I almost got a little scared.
scared watching them like oh like they're saying those words I'm not supposed to hear and oh there's boobs I'm not supposed to see those uh uh like yeah left like all of that stuff and you couldn't even enjoy a nice movie because you were judging the language of it you were judging like everyone else around you that was watching it yeah <laughs> exactly I I totally, I still feel the same. I mean, I don't with language anymore. Like that is like, okay, whatever. I'm, it doesn't phase me, but I'm still like a little, a little kid when it comes to sex scenes, y'all. And I'm a grown up, I'm a 31 year old woman. And I was just telling Katie this, my my boyfriend and I were watching Westworld this past weekend. And if any of y'all have watched that, it's a lot of nudity, like a lot, a lot of nudity. And every time there's like a sex scene, I'm just always like, oh, like I blush a bit or I get a bit awkward. And then like anytime there's like a penis on the screen, I'm always like, oh, my God, there's a penis. And my boyfriend's just like, yep, it's there. And I'll be like, but there's a penis. There's a dick. Oh, my God. Look at that dick. Oh, my God. Look at that. Or like, look at her boobs. Oh, my God. Her, her vagina. You can see it. Like. I can't just, like, watch it and be normal. Like, most people, I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, look at that. Like, I can't just not make a comment about it. And I think it's my way of, like, dealing with the awkwardness that I still feel when it comes to this. And, like, I can't just watch it without being an immature 12-year-old boy making a comment on every single like body it's so part. forbidden to us for so long that now when it just comes up on the screen you're like oh am I supposed to act normal how do I act <laughs> <laughs> oh and you know what's funny speaking of rated r movies this is sort of a different style of rated r movie but when the passion of the christ came out I I was pretty young I can't really remember exactly I was maybe 15 or 16 I, I think but that was rated r because of the intense violence in it. And yeah. I I guess, I don't know exactly how this all went down, but apparently, so my, my parents, they took me and my brother to see it because they thought it would be, I guess, a good learning. You know, it's about Christ and they wanted us to see it. And then it was the next day at church, I guess my mom had told her friend in Relief Society that um, she had taken me and my brother to go see it. And this friend was so, like, I guess, disappointed and (sighs) aghast at my mom and was like, that's rated R. How could you take children to go see that? You know, that's against what the prophet says. And I overheard after church, I overheard my mom telling my dad about that. And like she was telling them how she felt, you know, bad about it now because it was rated R. And, you know, they were just like, oh, no, it's fine. We saw it with them. It was all religious and stuff. But I thought that was so interesting that they would even shame, like, my mom for letting a 16-year-old watch a film about Christ simply because it was rated R. Oh, my God. And also, it's just another example. Of, it's none of their goddamn business. Yes! But the fact that they felt like they needed to say something it's crazy. I mean, I remember also that I got um, for a graduation gift. I feel like Gretchen Wiener. I got a really nice pair of gold hoops. I was well, too about to wear them. I um, didn't even like them. <laughs> but I got this like as a graduation present from I, I think it was my boss at the time. I don't remember who it was, but it was a really nice white gold um, cross like as a necklace. Mm -hmm. and it was really lovely and I was like 
oh, thank you. But I obviously, I couldn't wear it. I, I gave it away, I think, or something, because Mormons aren't allowed to wear crosses. And it was like this big, you would be judged if you, you know, wore one of those because yeah. Mormons don't wear a cross. And yeah. Uh, you like, know, that reminds me, one of my good friends growing up, she, hopefully she doesn't listen to this because she's still Mormon, but um, she, <laughs> so her parents were divorced and her dad remarried a woman who wasn't Mormon. And I guess it was at some like baby blessing, some church function, maybe it was a missionary homecoming or something like that. I don't remember, but her dad showed up with his new wife. The new wife wasn't Mormon and she was wearing this beautiful, like, black dress and she had over it a a belt that had a cross as the buckle and after after sacrament meeting I remember my friend telling me that she was so mortified that her stepmom had shown up wearing that because it was so inappropriate to wear the cross belt to you know the chapel and that it just drew too much attention and that yeah, almost as if she was, like, super embarrassed by it. Which oh, my I, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how Mormons don't like the cross. <laughs> I just, it's it's such a bizarre thing. Like, these little things that were so, as Mormons, so judgy about. I mean, mm-hmm. so judgy. Um, which I think, I think it's fair for me to say, at least, that, like, I still, like, we've we've mentioned we still struggle with this, but at least we try to catch ourselves and not judge, and we realize that we're doing it and work to try to not do it, but I, and I even try to work on, like, not judging Mormons, but that's probably the hardest thing for me is, like, judging Mormons now, but I feel like I've been there, and so I can understand what's reasonable and what's not. <laughs> I know. But, you know that's, that's just another form of judgment, I guess. So. And a lot of you guys, like, we won't be able to get to all of your comments or responses, but a lot of you did say that, too, of, like, you know, it's really difficult, or not difficult, but, like, you find yourself judging Mormons for still being in the religion or, you know, for still believing even though you know it's not true. And I'm totally the same way where I just want to, like, shake them and be like how can you believe in this shit but then (laughs) I believed in it for a really long time and did all the things you know like yeah um, so it's 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 difficult to not judge them but yeah I don't know um let's see if I'm just gonna look at a few of these and bring out the, the most I think Ones that are, like, like clumped together, maybe, that all have the same theme. Um, bam, 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 bam. You guys like my background music? Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> um, yeah, most people are saying that, obviously, not as a Mormon, like, as an ex-Mormon, they don't judge as much, but... Um, let's see. Do you Everyone- still judge... I- I still feel judged by Mormons, but I think the difference is, is that now I don't believe in Mormonism, so it doesn't weigh as heavily on me as when I was judged by Mormons when I was Mormon. Does that 100%, make sense? Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. When I first left, it really bothered me that I knew that these Mormons were judging me, and it it really got to me. Like, I would I would fixate on it a lot, and it would really upset me. And then, I mean, I guess that's still true even until the last year. Um, It would still really bother me if I knew certain friends of mine were talking about me or, you know, thinking 
uh, basically like judging me or whatever. And then the last year I was just like, I just don't give a fuck. And I used to like, if I met up with the Mormon friends, like purposely be like, oh, I won't drink in front of them. I won't swear in front of them. But now Uh I'm just like, I order beer. Like I swear, like I just don't care. Um, And once I did that, it was like, okay. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I noticed that I forget about being judged by Mormons a lot just because it doesn't bother me as much. But when I visit Utah, it's a lot more visible in how people yeah. are looking at me, especially looking at me when I'm wearing something that I guess is immodest in their eyes. But And then I'm reminded like, oh, yeah, I'm constantly getting judged. But whatevs, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. I just kind of like, no, nah, I don't care anymore. We're having fun. <laughs> um oh this is a good one that someone posted in here that uh the oh is she wearing her garments comment comes to mind (laughs) oh (laughs) which is so true I would always check be like um are they wearing their garments like I don't think they're like garment line under their shirt yep or like not getting judged or sorry getting Judged if you had a non-temple wedding, that's a big one, too. I would always judge. If someone wasn't getting married in the temple, I'd be like, oh, I guess they had sex and chastity. Like, oh, they're not getting married in the temple. Um, People telling me coffee was wrong. That's a good one. Oh, and that's another one. I Here in Berlin, I remember once I walked into Institute late. Um, carrying a Starbucks cup because I had tea in there. Like, a, I think I had a chai tea latte or something like that. A chai latte. Um, but anyways, like, people were so judgy about it. And I had so <laughs> many comments about it afterwards. And this is when I was, like, almost already out. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm drinking Starbucks. And I walked in late to Institute. What up? Like, want to yeah, say like, something? Let me live my life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I guess in that new article that we made fun of at the beginning of the episode, in that new article, it said that you you shouldn't drink anything that has the word latte in it because that means that it has coffee. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. No chai tea lattes. Oh, this one's funny, too. You do you, do you boo, is all I can say to that. Which <laughs> this one warning to people who uh, are not a fan of us being a bit crude so maybe turn off now um, or turn the volume down but this comment made me giggle so much every day when they find out I suck dick as a relationship status <laughs> <laughs> they're getting judged <laughs> oh made me giggle um, I have one that I screenshotted, someone's DM. Oh, yeah, yeah. She said, Mormons judge you for not doing enough, and I was judged my whole childhood for wanting to only do the bare minimum. I was a teenager with a social life. I wasn't going to stay home on Friday night and read scriptures with no meaning to me. When I left and removed my records, my family and in-laws all took it as a personal attack that their way of teaching and way of life wasn't good enough for me, and I'll get an even worse judgment in the afterlife because I had the truth and rejected it. I just didn't want to put up with the lies, abuse, giving my money away for shit, and a bunch of other bullshit anymore. It got to be too much, and I hadn't believed in God since I was 11, and no matter what I did, I never got an answer from God or whoever, so I stopped trying. I liked how... how she said that, like, 
they took personal offense and were judging her just simply for not believing what they believed. Like, I well, I felt that. <laughs> I felt that too. You know, I think we've all experienced that where your choices seem to have such a huge effect on them when in reality it's none of their goddamn business Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't have any effect on them because it's not personally affecting their lives in any way at all yeah or um but it's hard when you're raised mormon and you've been you've been taught by your prophets that if like your family member leaves the church then you're not going to be with them in the afterlife and that's shitty I hate that control yeah I do too it's a lot of guilt in there mm-hmm. no no good no good um I think those are the highlights of yeah the- we had we had tons of comments and messages thank you all for responding thank and you. joining in the conversation but we can't Read them all because time. <laughs> time. And because I chat too much, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gonna I get another bathroom. <laughs> I just can't help myself. Um, I think that's it. Do we have anything else? No, I think we got the bulk of it out and the message that we wanted to send. So. Yeah. And if you guys think of any, like, if, if you're listening and you're like, oh, my God, I have the best judgy story on either side, either you being a judgmental, I was going to say nasty word, but I'm not going to. I'm going to filter because I'm not talking about myself. So if you were ever judgmental telling that story or if you ever had, like, someone judging you and, and it was very ridiculous, which most of the time it is. Share that um, either as a Mormon or ex-Mormon or whatever, like send them in and we can also um, share those stories as well because I'm sure everyone has lots of them as Katie and I just, you know, shared our highlights and those are just (laughs) a very, very small percentage of them. Oh, there's so many and they're so embarrassing, but. Oh, well, (laughs) at least we're self-aware and we can recognize it now, right? Exactly. That counts for something. That's very true. (laughs) Anyways, as usual, guys, you're the best. Thanks for listening and being supportive and for all of your wonderful messages that you send us in. Um, And as as always, please uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever. And don't leave us nasty comments. It's mean. (laughs) It's It's mean. Don't be meanie heads. (laughs) Don't be mean. Um, But, yeah, no, it's great it's great because it helps other people find us. So that's yeah. good. And they can join our amazing. <laughs> I, I, every time I say it, like our community, sometimes I think like, but are we creating our own cult? And then we're like talking about how it's not supposed to be cult. But then we're like, join our community. Join, join it. it. Join, join it. us. Go to Patreon. Of it. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, our, our our little group is really sweet and supportive and it's it's helpful to a lot of people and to us. So yeah. keep spreading the gospel truth of ex-Mormonism. Spread the good word of ex-Mormonism, <laughs> you guys. Spread it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.